For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. This is part six of the series. The rabbis teach that the Messiah will gather the exiles of Israel in the Sanchino, Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 957 to Genesis. It says, what purpose will the royal Messiah come and what will he do? He will come to assemble the exiles of Israel. In the book, I Await His Coming Every Day by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 14, he explains that the Messiah will gather the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the book on page 14, he is quoting and making a reference to the Mishnah Torah and the laws of the kings and the laws concerning the coming of Messiah. And Mishnah Torah was compiled and put together by Moses Maimonides, known as the Rambam. And chapter 11 of Mishnah Torah, the laws of the king, Rambam writes, in future time, the King Messiah will arise and renew the Davidic dynasty, restoring it to its initial sovereignty. He will rebuild the temple and gather in the dispersed remnant of Israel. Whoever does not believe in him or does not await his coming denies not only the statement of the other prophets, but also those of the Torah and of Moses, our teacher. For the Torah attests to his coming. And then it quotes Deuteronomy chapter 30. And the Lord your God will bring back your captivity and have compassion upon you. He will return and gather you from among all the nations. Even if your dispersed ones are in the farthest reaches of the heavens, from there will God gather you in and God will bring you to the land. So this is seen to be a work of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 through 5. These explicit words of the Torah include all that was said on the subject by all the prophets. Or it's the summary of what the prophets spoke about regarding the role of the Messiah and the gathering of the exiles of Israel. So in the laws of the kings and the coming of the Messiah from Mishnah Torah, which appears in Rabbi Schneerson's book, I Wait is Coming Every Day on page 18, it goes on to say, if a king will arise from the house of David, and if he gathers in the dispersed remnant of Israel, Maimonides writes, he is definitely the Messiah. Not might, not maybe, 
definitely the Messiah gathers in the exiles of Israel. So if Yeshua is the Messiah, he must accomplish this task based upon the expectations of the Messiah in the Torah and the prophets. In the book, The Torah Studies by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 77, he writes these words, comparing Moses and the Messiah. The Midrash says on this verse, Moses said before him, Master of the universe, send, I pray you, by the hand of whom you will send, by the hand of the Messiah, who will be the future Redeemer. It can be inferred from the Midrash that there is a special connection between Moses and the Messiah, and it was because of this that Moses wanted the Messiah himself to be sent to Egypt. Nevertheless, the redemption from Egypt was the task of Moses. The mission of the Messiah belongs to the ingathering of the house of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered or the final exile. In the book, Messiah, the principles of Messiah in the Messianic era in Jewish law and tradition by Jacob Emmanuel Shohet on page 20, he will cite from the prophets the texts that speak about the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. Through the Messiah shall be effected the ingathering of all the exiles of Israel. Proof text, Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 3 and 4. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 11 and 12 and verse 16. Isaiah chapter 43 verses 5 and 6. Amos chapter 9 verses 14 and 15. Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 7 and 8. Ezekiel chapter 39 verse 25 and verses 27 through 29. Additional sources for the ingathering of the exiles include Isaiah 27 verse 12. Isaiah 49 verses 8 and 9. Isaiah 60 verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 2. And Jeremiah 31 verse 7. Ezekiel 34 verses 11 through 13. And Ezekiel 37 verse 21. Zechariah chapter chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, and there are more than these. This is just a brief listing. This is found on page 21 of the book Messiah, The Principles of Messiah in the Messianic Era by Jacob Emmanuel Shohat. In the Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 946, it will explain the connection of Genesis chapter 49, verse 2, where Jacob tells his sons to gather yourselves together, that this is an allusion to the ingathering of the exiles of Jacob. It says, gather yourselves together from the exile of the ten tribes and assemble yourselves to the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. The text literally says in Genesis in chapter 49, verses 1 and 2, Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, you sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. So the rabbis interpret gathering yourselves as gathering yourselves from the exile of the ten tribes and assemble yourselves to the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, who's the southern kingdom. This is the reunification of the twelve tribes. The rabbis teach regarding Jacob gathering his sons that he warned them against division or dissension, bidding them, Be you all one assembly. Thus it says, And you, son of man, take you one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Ezekiel 37 verse 16. His companion is written, When the children of Israel unite in one man, then they may prepare themselves for redemption. For what follows this? And I will 
make you one nation in the land. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 22. In the book A Matter of Return by Rabbi Eisenberg on page 131, he will explain once again that it's the Messiah who gathers the 12 tribes of Israel. Jeremiah prophesied, at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel. Thus a united Judah and Israel shall receive the divine presence. Isaiah foresaw, In that day it shall be that the root of Jesse shall stand for a banner of the peoples. To him shall the nation seek, and his resting place shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass on that day that the Lord will set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people that shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt, from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamat and from the isles of the sea. And he will set up a banner for the nations, shall assemble the dispersed of Israel and gather to together the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. From this prophecy, we can learn that the Messiah, the son of David, will gather the dispersed of Israel, the vanished ten tribes, and will gather Judah from the far corners of the globe. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, volume 2, page 101, Rabbi Schneerson reiterates this thought as well. He writes, God will return and gather you from among the nations. Why is this the first and main verse that Maimonides cites as evidence that the Torah attests to Messiah's coming? Return from exile, for it is this that makes the complete fulfillment of the Torah possible. Because the Torah speaks about a messianic era. And the Torah speaks about breaking of the covenant at Mount Sinai being scattered in the nations and being regathered. And the regathering is associated with King Messiah in the messianic era. So in order to have the messianic era, you have to have the regathering of the exiles. So it's the regathering of the exiles that makes the fulfillment of the Torah possible. Traditional Christianity often says, well, Yeshua fulfilled all the law. He hasn't fulfilled this part of the law, at least not in its fullness. This is reserved for the second coming and for messianic times. The New Testament application is that we are told that Yeshua is the good shepherd. He laid down his life to redeem the exiles of Israel. And he died on the tree for the purpose of forgiving the sins of the exiles of Israel so that they could be regathered through the redemptive work of Yeshua when he died on the tree by the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh. John chapter 10 verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Ezekiel 34 verses 11 and 13. For thus says the Lord God. Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabitant places of the country. So Yeshua is the good shepherd and Ezekiel 34, which is one of the verses that speak about the gathering of the exiles, it says that God himself will search for the exiles of Israel who are likened unto sheep. So when Yeshua says, I am the good shepherd, but Ezekiel 34 verse 11 says it's Yahweh Elohim that goes and gathers the sheep. Yeshua is saying that I am Yahweh, that I am the Messiah, I am the good shepherd, and I'm the one that gathers the exiles of Israel. John chapter 10 verse 11 and verses 16 and 17 
19 is where Yeshua explains that in order to gather the exiles of Israel, he must first die and lay down his life in order for this to happen. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10, verses 16 and 17, other sheep I have. He's referring to the flock of the northern kingdom or Ephraim or the house of Joseph, which are not of this fold, meaning the flock of Judah or the southern kingdom. Them also I must bring, that is the northern kingdom, and they will hear my voice. Those from the northern kingdom will become believers that I'm the Messiah. And ultimately, once this happens, there will be one fold and one shepherd, which is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Ezekiel 37, verse 24. Yeshua says, therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. We are explicitly told that Yeshua died on the tree to gather the exiles of Israel in John chapter 11 verses 49 through 52. And one of them named Caiaphas being the high priest that same year said unto them you know nothing at all nor consider that is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself but being high priest that year he prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. So Caiaphas prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. Then in John chapter 11 verse 52 it says, and not for that nation only. So Yeshua is dying for two different nations. Who are these two different nations? But he would gather together in one the children of God scattered abroad. So these two nations are the children of God. They're scattered abroad and they're to become one just as the prophets prophesied. Yeshua is dying on the tree to gather together the exiles of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And in doing this, he allows all whosoever who wants to join in to and participate in the redemption of his people can be a part of the redemption and can join in the redemption process. The rabbis teach that the Messiah will give them up until the time of travail or tribulation. In the Torah anthology, of the 12 prophets volume 2 pages 48 and 49 and commenting about Micah in chapter 5 which is verse 3 in the King James it says therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in travail at giving birth has given birth I believe this is referring to the birth of Zion during the tribulation then the rest of his brothers shall return to the children of Israel the common is her suffering continues until she who has travailed has given birth. Thus it says in the book of Daniel referring to this time, there will be a time of trouble such as never was since the beginning of the nation. Daniel chapter 12 verse 1. So it's referring to the tribulation. Then the rest of his brothers will return to the children of Israel. The rest of the people of Judah will return from exile together with the other tribes of Israel. Some explain that the scripture refers First to the Messiah who will give them up. So the Messiah is going to give up the exiles of Israel, that is in gathering them, until the time of travail. And once the time of travail, then he's going to gather them. In the book From Exile to Redemption Volume 2, page 72, Rabbi Schneerson is going to explain the major events of the Messianic Redemption. The Messianic Redemption will follow this sequence. The building of the temple, the ingathering of the exiles, and the rest resurrection of the dead. What I believe the scriptures explains is that first there will be an erection of an altar that will happen during the tribulation. During the tribulation there will be an ingathering of the exiles. Following the ingathering of the exiles there will be the resurrection of the dead. And after the resurrection of the dead, Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of 
olives and he will rebuild or he will build the temple of the Messianic era. In the Sanchino, Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 901, it explains that it's the Messiah who rebuilds the temple. Thus, from the tribe of Judah was descended Solomon, who built the first temple, and Zerubbabel, who built the second temple. And from him will be descended the royal Messiah, who will rebuild the temple. Yeshua reigns from this Messianic era temple. Ezekiel chapter 43 verses 1 and 2 says, Afterward he brought me to the gate, even the gate that looks toward the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice like the noise of many waters. This phrase, that the one who's coming from the east, who's called the God of Israel, his voice is as the noise of many waters, can be cross-referenced to Revelation chapter 1 verse 15, speaking about Yeshua, where it says, In his feet like unto fine brass, his voice as the sound or the noise of many waters. And Ezekiel 43 verse 7 regarding Yeshua who's the voice as the noise of many waters. And he said unto me Son of man, the place of my throne where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. So Yeshua's throne is in the temple in Jerusalem which will be during the Messianic era after he sets his foot down on the Mount of Olives. The rabbis teach that King Messiah will defeat the Roman Empire who's also a associated with Edom or Esau. In the Book of Redemption by Moses Nachmanides or the Ramban on page 53 in commenting about the Book of Daniel where it says that the image of the beast was smote and upon his feet were iron and clay and they were broke into pieces that this refers to the Messiah who will prevail over the fourth kingdom the Roman Empire or Esau. The rabbis teach that King Messiah will defeat Esau. This is explained in the Mishnah Torah by Moses Maimonides and the laws concerning the kings and the coming of the Messiah, which is quoted in Rabbi Menachem Schneerson's book, I Await His Coming Every Day, on page 16, where it is written, Edom will be demolished. This refers to David as it is written. Edom became the servants of David. Edom or Esau becoming the servants of David is a foreshadowing of Edom or Esau or the Roman Empire being defeated by King Messiah. His enemy, Seir, will be destroyed. This refers to King Messiah as it is written of him in Obadiah chapter 1. Saviors will ascend Mount Zion to judge the mountain of Esau. The New Testament application is that Yeshua defeats Esau or the fourth beast the Roman Empire which evolves into the new world order system of Revelation 13 where the beast or the Antichrist rules for 42 months this is the kingdom that ultimately is defeated by the coming of the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 63 verses 1 and 2 it is written who is this that comes from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah I that speak in righteousness Righteousness mighty to save. Who is he that speaks in righteousness mighty to save? It is Yeshua. And why are you red in your apparel and your garments like him that treads in the wine fat? He's red in his apparel because he's waging war. And when you wage war, you get bloody. And so the parallel to this is Revelation chapter 19, verse 13 and verse 16. And he, Yeshua, was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. That's because he's fighting against the nations. And his name is called the Word of God. 
God. John chapter 1 verse 1. Revelation 19:16. And he had on his vesture, on his thigh, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The rabbis teach that Moses plus Ahad is equivalent to the Messiah. In the book From Exile to Redemption, volume 2, page 15, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson writes, the letters of the name Moshe plus the letters of the word Ahad or one alludes to the all-encompassing unity of God are numerically equal to the letters of the word Mashiach. How is this so? Moshe in Hebrew is Mem, Shin, He. Mem has a value of 40, Shin 300, He 5, numerical value 345. Ahad, which is Aleph, Het, and Dalet. Aleph has a value of 1, Het 8, Dalet 4, that equals 13. Moshe in Ahad has a numerical value of 358, that's the numerical value of Mashiach, which is Mem, Shin, Yon, Het, Mem, has a value of 40, shin, 300, yod, 10, het, 8, 358. One way of looking at this is Moshe represents following Torah. Ahad represents his people following Torah or the unity of the tribes. When his people are unified and they're following Torah, that's when Mashiach comes. That's the meaning associated with that thought. When Messiah comes, he will teach the Torah to all nations. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, Volume 2, page 175, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson writes, If a king will arise from the house of David, this refers to Messiah who has two distinct roles. Here he is described as a king who compels all of Israel to walk in the way of the Torah. He fights the wars of God, which means he's fighting against that fourth beast in the end of days. He builds the temple. He gathers in the dispersed remnant of Israel, and he perfects the entire world. Elsewhere, Maimonides describes Messiah as a teacher and as a prince, or as a leader. In Mishnah Torah, Chilhot Teshuvah 9.2. Messiah will teach the entire people and will instruct them in the path of God, and all nations will come to hear him. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. So, we understand that that it's Yeshua who sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and will be teaching the Torah to all nations. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it is written, It will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. What is the summary of this lesson as it relates to what the rabbis teach about the Messiah? The rabbis teach that light dwells in the Messiah, that the Messiah breaks forth barriers of exile, that Messiah has healing in his wings, that Messiah teaches the so to the Torah, that Messiah seeks the lost sheep of Israel, that Jonah symbolizes the suffering Messiah. Messiah is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Messiah is smitten on the cheek. Messiah bears our sins and sicknesses from Isaiah 53. Messiah rides on a donkey. Messiah comes with the clouds of heaven. Messiah appears and then disappears. Messiah's feet stands on the Mount of Olives. Messiah gathers the twelve tribes of Israel. Messiah rebuilds the temple. Messiah will defeat Esau and the fourth beast of the book of Daniel. Messiah will give up Israel until the time of Israel's birth pangs or the tribulation. And the Messiah 
Messiah will teach the Torah to all nations. In looking at these rabbinical expectations of the Messiah, we in this lesson have shown how all of these expectations have a New Testament application and fulfillment in Yeshua the Messiah. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.